You're listening to a new episode of the Bad Signal Podcast. What's up? It's your host, Courtney Fallon. It's July, the dog days of July. We still have some great content on deck. We're still going to continue seven out of eight of the rest of the NFL division previews. Yes, we did AFCs with Brian Baldinger. If you want to go check that out, great interview. He's got some fantastic stories. If you want to go back and do a revisit episode, go check that one out. But we still have those coming on deck. You know, training camps start later this month. But I got a great guest on today, Zach Schwartz. We find out that we might somehow be related in the first couple of minutes of this episode. Um, he's a co-host on Bucket's hilarious podcast with Josiah Johnson, the king of Twitter. We were supposed to have Josiah on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it was scheduling. We didn't make it happen. Well, we made it happen today. So if you love the NBA, um, he's got some great insight. We talk about everything. We talk about Kevin Durant. Of course, we touch on the Baker Mayfield stuff. Um, I, you know, we talk about what, what the Heat are going to be doing the four after P.J. Tucker leaves. Um, we, we got a lot of stuff on deck. I won't preview it much anymore, but I just wanted to jump on here and say, if you have not signed up for Better Edge, I almost want to call this the, like the BYOB. Build your own bank before football season. That's all we're trying to do now, huh? Baseball betting is hard. I did predict and make a kick-ass three-for-three parlay at the end of this podcast. Go check it out. I did tweet it, though, if you want a little uh, you want a little teaser. Red Sox and Yankees, I did put together a parlay, and I did hit it. But if you want free, no-fee sports betting, go to betteredge.com slash Courtney to get free $20. We want you on the platform. We want you to get started. It's super easy. You set the price of the betting lines so you can make bank. Users with Better Edge and our Better Edge community are pulling in more money than those other pesky little sports books. And yes, it's legal in 45 states. Where you're listening to this right now, it's probably legal. So go do me a favor, betteredge.com slash Courtney. Get on the platform. Tweet at me when you sign up. I got a big, um, I got some big stuff coming on deck. And especially, I got some big stuff coming on deck with them heading into football season. So, uh, you know, we want to build your bank. So tell me, how are you building your bank with Better Edge? All right. Without further ado, Zach Schwartz. Kicking things off this week on another Bad Signal podcast. Welcome to the show, Zach, 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 Zach. It is an honor to be here. I I always appreciate that intro. Uh, Like I told you before, I fought hard to get this Twitter handle, and and now I got it for everything, so it's great. You were saying that someone had the Twitter handle Schwartz or some company. First of all, Schwartz is the most. It's like Levine. That's my maiden, my mother's maiden name. That's my mother's maiden name. Really? Yeah. Are you L-E or L-A? L-E-V. I-N-E. Wow. Okay, so we come from the same tribe. We're the Levi tribe. <laughs> yeah. We're related. Oh, this is yeah. weird. <clears throat> yeah, well, we maybe just cute, a little bit. I mean, maybe we're just like, <laughs> we look like each other. Got that uh, Got that dashing hazel eyes. Um, so so who, who even, like, is allowed to copyright the last name Schwartz? Like you, you can't, I feel like in the laws of Judaism and the laws of just like life, you shouldn't be allowed to like claim a last name. Like, Cohen. no, 
you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so at all. But apparently some business has like staked out claim to it. And so when I went to like, because it didn't, it, there was an account that had it that had been inactive for like a decade. So I was like, oh, I'll post that real easy. And then they were like, oh, someone else laid claim to it. So I still might go back and see. But the problem is now I have Zach, Zach, Zach for Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So I'm like, I this brand has now become mine. You know, oh, this yeah. stupid yeah. fucking three name thing is mine. You are so locked you into this. I, I'm yeah. so I'm so lucky to have you on the show. Uh Josiah Johnson. That's my guy. The legend. That's my guy. Your co-host yeah. on Buckets. You guys are heading off to Vegas tomorrow. Josiah was very upset that I'm not coming out to Vegas, but I mean, the Heat have like four summer league games that we're doing broadcast for. So what's the point of shipping my ass out there to, uh, to Las Vegas <laughs> at hundred yeah. degree heat if I, if I'm not really going to get much time or much, uh, much work to go on. But yeah, Josiah's like super hard to catch. Tried to have him on the pod last week, two weeks ago. He's like, Hey, I can do like nine o'clock Eastern time Friday <laughs> nights. <laughs> Thursday nights at 1030. He's, a, he's so hard to catch. He's a busy, busy dude. And I've known him. Are we on a decade yet? No, no, not a decade yet. I've known him probably like seven or eight years now. Um, Like pure. He and I both worked at the NFL, but I didn't know him then. And uh, coincidentally, like roommates girlfriend's friend i was trying to be a tv writer was like oh i know this guy writing a show you should go talk to him and this is his comedy central show so i showed up and we had all these common points nfl college basketball and uh we became friends and um yeah he's he's a a really really good friend and um i'm very lucky to know him so he's great you guys, you guys had a great great podcast uh game six i i think i just knew the warriors were winning and <laughs> you you really tested out the aisha curry Ken oh, yeah. so you were tasting we, ribs we, so i pitched that idea because i had a, i had this like obsession from when they when she first opened international smoke years ago when they're playing the rockets all the houston fans like tanked the yelp reviews yeah and it was this war between houston fans and golden state fans trying to get the yelp reviews right Oh. And so I was always like, I just want to try it. And so as it came about by like pure coincidence, the people of Boston started pushing that same button. We had already made the plan to shoot it. And we were like, oh, this will be good. We'll give the definitive ver verdict on the ribs. And then Steph wears the shirt like while recording it. It was great. The ribs All were right. fantastic. Go check that restaurant out. So there you go. There's my Where's last little plug. I, I mean, but like, can she really cook? Is that, is that, is that? I think, I think she can. I can. I think so. I was surprised at the, uh, she's like won a bunch of cooking shows, I guess. I think she was like, she's been guest, like been a guest star on like celebrity cooking shows and won a good number of them. So more I, I, know, guess, you know. I, I guess I got to try it out. I feel like the, the trick to uh, a great cookbook is stealing other people's recipes and then just kind of putting your own flavor to it. I mean, like, think about it. We're, we all in sports media, we steal ideas off of each other. Mm. So she, done. she totally, she totally steals everyone's recipe <laughs> and just puts a little, puts a little emerald sauce on it. We, yeah, oh yeah. We, I, I didn't know what to expect. It was very good. I'd be curious what the cookbook has in it. Uh, our, our other co-host, John Nichols is like not 
happy that she put like greens in the mac and cheese. He was going off about that. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. He was like, What yeah. is this? Oh, like, he yeah. put, like, like, like it was like a little sprinkling of green yeah, onions. Parsley or like, fennel seed or something. Yeah, like whatever. Oh, you know? I, I got to tell you, what's the one thing that you put in a dish that absolutely ruins it? I'll go first. Go ahead. Putting dill and tuna tuna fish sandwich. Sa- like, That's yours? In, like a, in a in a tu- in tuna salad. I got like a tuna melt, super hungover. I was so excited. I was like, yes, this tuna melt's gonna be banging. I'm mm. thinking New York City deli, like real thick cheese. I mean, they put dill in the tuna salad, and I couldn't eat it. It's just like that one, that one spice just. Oh, it's like cilantro to me. It turns me off. Um, can't eat it. For me, it's raisins. Really? I, I'll eat raisins. I'm honestly a guy that gets raisinets at the movies. But if you put raisins in like potato salad or even raisins in kugel, oh god, I was just gonna say get that shit out of my face. I Do just you- want the straight. It's dessert lasagna, Courtney. I just want the dessert lasagna clean. All right. <laughs> Do you do you put pineapple in the kugel? Is the question? No. Oh Lord. Oh no. God. Yes. Oh hell let's, no. Let's go. Let's go. All right. And on this episode of Two Jews, One Pod, <laughs> let's get to some sports on Bad Signal. Brought to you by Better Edge. Do you bet? Do you do a little uh, sports betting? Of course. I mean, uh, I I have been at it a bad? long, long time. When I was when I was the NFL, wasn't supposed to do it. Still did it. Now I can do it pretty freely, but yeah, okay. of course. All right. All right. Well, that's good to know. We'll get, we'll get to your like lock of the day. If you're going to oh, pick a Dodgers God. bet, I, the Red Sox are playing the Yankees and I think I might fade the Red Sox every single game this week. I don't mm. even want to watch. I'm, I'm just scared. I'm scared to watch. All I, right. I have a, I have a good bet for us for the, or a good bet to recommend at the end. I got okay. It. All right. All right. Um, Baker Mayfield. We all knew this was going to happen. Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers. It's like you either have two quarterbacks or you have no quarterback. Same situation in the Cleveland Browns uh, organization. They're paying $10 million for Baker Mayfield. They're paying 46 to $56 million for Deshaun Watson, who we don't even know if he's going to play. Um, some are su- suspecting that he's going to be suspended for a year, six weeks, 10 weeks. I mean, Roger Goodell taking his sweet ass time, but, um, mm. you know, Baker Mayfield, regardless, he was going to, he was going to get his say. He was never going to play for the Cleveland Browns organization. Any Cleveland Browns fan that comes in my room comes on my Twitter feed and says that they are ungrateful for the POS that Baker Mayfield was. Listen, your team was one and 31, a tired, sad factory of sadness over there in Cleveland. Mm. You turned the franchise around. They started winning. I, You can't agree with everything that Baker Mayfield does, but listen, that guy's got grit. He's got an arm. Uh, he shouldn't have been playing late in the season. I don't know what the hell he was trying to play with this tough guy stuff. I called it mid-season last season. I said, Baker Mayfield, stop playing around. Go on IR. And what do you say? Uh, Baker Mayfield throwing the most interceptions since 2018 of any of any quarterback in the league next to Sam Darnold. And now they mm. both share the same roster as Matt Rule. Uh, reunited when they played at Baylor together. I the good, the bad, the ugly. First initial reactions. I there. I could go so many different ways with this, but um, one, it's like I told you so. 
Uh, two, Baker actually made out better in this situation because otherwise we are just looking at all of the franchises and, and I mean, the quarterback market outside of whether 49ers are going to tra- trade Jimmy G. Um, free agent quarterback market is pretty thin and Baker now gets a chance to compete for a starting job where otherwise he would be a backup. <clears throat> There's a lot of pieces I don't quite understand with it. I mean, Carolina has like nine capable quarterbacks on their roster. They went and got Matt Corral. Correct me if I'm wrong. They traded up to get him. Not that yeah. they like reached that far. I believe they still have Teddy. They now have Sam Darnold and they have uh, Baker. Teddy, I don't really. Teddy Bridgewater is with the Dolphins. Oh, he is with the Dolphins. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. But so go. I guess my the general point is they have three. They have three quarterbacks on that yeah. roster that are all capable potential starters. I don't understand uh, the Baker trade. I thought, so I'm a Seahawks fan. Um, I really thought they were going to do it. And I'm glad they didn't. I'll say this. There wasn't a lot of promise out there as far as quarterbacks that were available, both via draft or trade slash free agency after they lost Russell Wilson. Yeah. So like they don't go get Malik Willis because I think the jury was, or the, the consensus was Malik Willis probably is not that good. Yeah. They didn't, they don't go make the trade for Baker because, you know, I, I think Baker is good, but he's going to come in. He'll probably play well enough that you're tempted to give him another contract, but I think the Seahawks need to bottom out. So I was glad to dodge that bullet. I think the Browns. So my brother, grew up in Seattle we grew up in Seattle he went to school in Cleveland he became a Browns fan and I remember being like why why would you abandon the Seahawks to become a Browns fan and and he's I think it was like oh well you know the Seahawks have been so good and I want to try something new and I'm like this is what you get for for turning your back on old faithful Pete Carroll but I don't know I, I, the Deshaun thing is so bad and so embarrassing that they traded for him and what they gave up for him doesn't make any sense. And uh, frankly, if you're one of the, if you're someone on that team, that's like bought in like miles Garrett or one of these like young guys, that's like, do we have a real shot at winning a super bowl or competing next year? And you do that. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. So uh, it kind of feels like they're just going to go another decade of bad. Yeah. Um, I don't think it will be all that bad up there in Cleveland. I think that they do have some some uh, some cornerstone pieces, like you said. I mean, Miles Garrett's going to be gunning for Baker Mayfield, and you know he's going to he's going to bring that Oklahoma Sooner energy where he's like, you know, yeah. grabbing oh, his yeah. nuts, grabbing his oh, nuts yeah. in half. He's just going to be <laughs> yeah. spoiling it. You know, I mean, he's going to be fired up. But um, I don't I, I don't think all is lost up there. I, I do think that. Um, just the tricky situation here is you're looking at Deshaun Watson. And I mean, what they said, they said, they said 60, forgive me if I'm, I'm like trying to remember this is from what last week they said, how, how many accusers did they say up 40 accusers or something? It was like 26 accusers and then something like 22 of them settled uh, out of court. And then, there are still, I think, four or six not settled. Okay. So, like, I I forget the report the other week, but I mean, when I when I looked at that, and I was just like, my God, I, and and obviously a lot of this has to do with with the Texans enabling him and setting him up with. I mean, you see that often in franchises. You don't mm. think that Bill Belichick knew that Aaron Hernandez had a safe house, you know, for whatever oh, yeah. 
business he was doing. Uh, you know, so the Texans were enabling him. But, I mean, I'm looking at this guy, and I'm just like, this warrants jail time. Like, it's getting that bad, and, and you're walking through the muck of all of this legal jargon and this and that. And, I mean, the NFL cannot make up its mind, and they're going to offend uh, someone somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the women that they represent in this league, and they have done a great representation of women in the NFL. Um yeah, Deshaun Watson aside, I, I, I mean, I, I think the Browns are are in decent hands. Uh, the Panthers have a lot of upside to them, but here's the problem. Uh, you know who the offensive coordinator is for the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> no, who is it? It's Ben McAdoo. And oh for, wow, for everything that that man did to ruin the New York Giants franchise, um, <laughs> it's coming for you. Baker, I don't care if you try to rip apart and, you know, when Matt Rule can't make up his mind, David Tepper, the owner, can't make up his fucking mind, um, you know, bring in this quarterback, that quarterback. Uh, it's a pretty weak division. So I'm yeah. not saying here, sitting here and saying that they are a playoff team right off the bat. But listen, give Baker a chance. Uh, you know, Matt Rule is going to go. I'm assuming Matt Rule is going to go in with Baker Mayfield. I don't think that they would make, uh, you know, leaps in these hoops. I, I just, um, Donald is in it. And, uh, you know, hopefully they don't bail out halfway through the season and, and give Christian McCaffrey like 300 carries. <laughs> and oh, break I mean, I think, I think, he's I, think... I think he's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's, he's done. I think if it's not nailed down, Carolina will try and trade it at the deadline. Like you have these extra quarterbacks in your roster. Obviously you think Matt Corral could be the future, or at least it's an insurance play around Sam Darnold. I, I don't, I never thought Sam Darnold was particularly good. He seems like a nice guy, but like the stuff at USC was sort of like, it all felt very fluky and insane. Mm -hmm. um, so when you get to the NFL and guys can cue in on your things that you're not good at, but my point is you've got Baker on your roster. You have Sam Darnold there. I will, I would bet a lot of money, at least one, if not two of those guys get traded at the deadline. Cause someone's quarterback is going to get hurt. Yeah. And it's going to be some playoff contender. Like God forbid you're telling me like if the Rams lost Matt Stafford in week three, they wouldn't be like tempted to call Carolina and offer, you know, I know they have no picks, but offer like a offer a fourth or like a matching fourth or a third yeah. in 2090 whenever they have a draft pick again to try to get some quarterback. Yeah. So that's kind of what I see for them. It's a good strategy in that capacity, but yeah, they're going to be god awful. And you feel for uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, if Progressive doesn't do a commercial with Baker Mayfield moving out of First Energy Fields, like I, I will riot. I they're think they're totally missing the mark. 100%. Great that. opportunity. I hadn't even thought about that. Great opportunity there. Yeah. I mean, like, he's got a scour. Like, what's what's Carolina known for? I mean, I know it's big NASCAR country, but um, I don't know. Is there, like, Love's gas stations? Like, he, he's got he's to look for some new commercial bits. <laughs> yeah. You can't just I stay wonder, with progressive. It's, it's a different landscape down there. I feel like his progressive deal has to be up after this year. Because last year was so weird watching it, knowing how, like, he was just sort of, like, you know, a little like that, that like it, it just was sometimes is he would have these bad weeks and then be all over their commercials. You'd be sort of oh. like, they can't be that happy with this investment right now. <laughs>
you know. Oh, I I I think that it made more of a stink on uh, on the talk shows with Stephen A. Smith and yeah, true. Colin Coward. I I do I do thoroughly enjoy KD. Uh, you're just ripping apart Colin Coward just like every day. It's a sad sob story for all of the old men that are on national television um talking about this let's switch gears to uh you know basketball because that's your yeah that's your ace in the hole and absolutely um, oh, kevin durant i i really sincerely think that the nets sean marks he has lost his damn mind you saw the mock trade that apparently the minnesota timberwolves they tried to offer them kevin durant they wanted carl anthony towns Anthony Edwards and four first round picks. Four. They declined. I so I don't like here's the thing. I don't hot take of the week. Kevin Durant, he stays put. They're not gonna get a deal done. They're gonna get too greedy. And you watch as these teams take their sweet ass time and watch that clock tick closer to October. And if they don't pull the trigger on something, burst their asking price is way too mm. high. But um, I, the, the only thing that makes sense for me is, is to go to the Phoenix Suns, Deandre Ayton for Kevin Durant. I don't know if they want to, well, they just gave Booker the max. So, um, I, it just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're just running out of luck as much as Kevin Durant is a general generational player. I, I just, is, is he worth all of, you know, the, the packages that, that they're trying to put together? Are they being too greedy up there? It's tough. Um, I think to ask in exchange for Kevin Durant for ask for a, a proven superstar back makes a good deal of sense if you're the Nets, considering what you gave up to put this team together and how like the pantry is going to be. You're going to have picks, but yeah, we see time and time again that those picks are just such a crapshoot, but they can be turned into other stars. So you want some piece there that like is going to look okay next to Ben Simmons, and that you could either lure a star away or get someone to you know opt into a trade to you but i don't blame them for asking for cat or anthony edwards i'm surprised minnesota was uh as firm in their no as they were because yeah, yeah i mean if you're the nets you don't want that i mean like i think that the my understanding of the deal was it was either cat or anthony edwards plus all of that scrap metal and picks that they were uh, that they gave for gobert and I think if you're the Nets, you're like, we need a star. And uh, if you're Minnesota, you're like, why would we give up two young guys for a guy who's probably going to be very good for two years and then the decline will come? I hope it doesn't. Like, I hope Kevin Durant can play another decade. But, yeah, you know, outside of LeBron James, Father Time's undefeated. So, you know, you got to look out for yourself. That's why I don't think that there people are saying the, uh, the Warriors are interested in trading back for Kevin Durant or like that, that was floated right. out there. And it's like, Okay, I understand that, but don't you think the window stays open longer and maybe to a degree even they're stronger and the window stays open longer if they keep Pool, Kaminga, um, a lot of those assets, even Wiseman. Like, just hold on and see because, you know, your window is going to stay open longer. Yeah. What do you think a deal would have to get done for the Miami Heat? I know we, we talked, first of all, don't even try to come at me with that, like, Ben Simmons for Bam Adebayo. That's not happening. And also, mm. Kevin Durant even said himself, he said, if I go to a Miami Heat team, it has to be with Kyle Lowry and with Bam Adebayo. So 
Um, it's for me personally, like if you're going to trade Tyler Hero, I'm not giving up Nikola Jokic. Jovic. Mm. Yeah, Jovic. Jovic. Yeah, Jovic. He's he's very good. He's very good. Uh, Jovic. Um, he's a six foot eleven Tyler Hero. So you're going to trade I, Tyler I, Hero? Like I, I think. I mean, here's the hard thing. I think Miami fans overvalue Tyler Hero. I mean, like this playoffs kind of showed some of the weaknesses in his yeah. game. I think he's a phenomenal player. But he's like, if we're talking Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, you know, DeAndre Ayton, the requests that are out there, if Tyler Hero is the next trade chip, we've gone down several levels, right? Yeah. So I don't know what the picks could look like, and I don't think they're going to get rid of Jimmy. And I think to your point, you don't want to lose Bam because – I think the bigger part with all of this is Kevin Durant doesn't want to go to a team where he's going to have to play the five in crunch time like he did this last series because DeAndre Jordan was washed. Blake yeah. Griffin's knees are full of crab meat. Like there, there's just levels where this isn't going to work for KD anymore and he needs a BAM out of bio if you can get it. So if you can work a deal around Tyler Hero, a bunch of picks, I think they're going to ask Ryovic which they can ask and you can say, no, I, I don't yeah. think you're, I think you're better off to keep him. Like exactly like you say, cause I think he's a fucking stud. So yeah, it's, I, I just don't think Miami is a, I don't think that the, I don't think Miami gets so much better in the deal that they would have to make. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what concerns me the most is that we've been waiting for this quote unquote whale the whole season. I had, uh, Ethan Skolnick mm. and Sean Rochester who do, they do a great job with five reasons sports. I mean, these guys are real, Miami Heat insiders. If you ever want anyone on your show, they yeah. they're fantastic. They got the scoop. Uh, they they know what they're talking about. Caleb Martin is now slated to to play the four in PJ Tucker's absence. Listen, PJ, thirty seven year old journeyman. You look back on his career. He really didn't get into the league and start making that that big shoe money, those mm. big buckets until he was like 31, 32. So what's he's thirty seven years old. He cashes in on a bag. They're they're putting together the Houston Rockets. You, you saw him partying with James Harden at Michael Rubin's birthday or uh, Fourth of yeah. July party. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> just like I'm sitting back, tears streaming down my face. You thought PJ Tucker was going to be a lifer, a heat lifer. Good for him. I I wouldn't pay him thirty three million dollars. That being said, having Caleb Martin play the four. There is a gaping hole, and the time seems to be shriveling before our eyes. Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to call it and have a trade clause. If we can't get Durant, I mean, what's the solution here for the Heat? Because I, 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 for me personally, I think a lot of people, a lot of people will get very disappointed if they don't find a, a valuable replacement for PJ Tucker. A lot of people were talking about Jay Crowder. They shouldn't have let him go away in the first mm. place, but um, I, it's, I, I'm concerned. Would you mm. be as well? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think realistically, when you looked at the free agent landscape going into this summer, it wasn't great. You, yeah. you knew Zach Levine wasn't going anywhere. You knew that a lot of these guys were going to – like since 2018 when i was at yahoo we were asking chris haynes like okay when's brad beal gonna tell the wizards he wants the fuck out of there and the, when are the lakers gonna swoop in like we would just yeah. always joke with haynes about that and he was like guys i don't think you understand he's never gonna leave without signing the deal like that makes his family generationally wealthy 
and that was true. So Brad Beal opts in, Zach Levine stays where he is, Kyrie doesn't leave. And so I think if if you're the Heat, is it's not the best having him, you know, Martin play the four. I mean, I, you know, loved him, played for I'm I'm a big Eric Musselman guy, so watched him in college yeah. and big fan. That being said, I don't know how wrong it is to kick the can down the road one more off season and see what's available out there. I, I just don't think you want to there's just the pantry's bare this, this one. And I, I think, yeah, the, the pieces that are available aren't great. You know, it's like, dude, it, I was looking at the list the other day and it's like Carmelo Anthony's in that far down the list. And it's like, Oh God, no, please. You know what I, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> and I also think Tyler hero is a really valuable asset. I know, you know, moments ago I was saying like, there's that drop off between guys like Aiton and stuff like that, but you hold him and see what you could get is certain teams implode a few weeks into the season and so, an asset becomes cheaper. So, um, I wouldn't lose out hope, but I do think as far as a summer signing goes, it's not great. I think the Kevin Durant, the Kevin Durant piece is out there, but is not um, not one I would hold my breath for, at least in the summer. Do you listen to Draymond's podcast? Occasionally, yeah. Shout out to uh, my buddy Jackson's the one that, that produces it. So Okay, no, no, no disrespect to any producers no, no, or good. anything. I mean, Draymond, <laughs> you're totally good. You speak Draymond freely. Draymond is Draymond. Good. Yeah, Draymond is Draymond. But I mean, like, bro, groundbreaking stuff. You saying that Kevin Durant wanting out is part of the business. You now players are part of the business plan. They are going, like, welcome to the media world. Like, Hello, Captain Obvious. This is not some groundbreaking information and shit. Like, I saw this all over my Twitter timeline. I'm like, Draymond, like, we've been talking about this for, like, three, four, five years. I, no, you're not, not, not so original. Uh, <clears throat> it's interesting because he's touched the stove a few times. He's made some kind of outlandish comments, and I think he'll – he'll find the right speed with it. But I think it's yeah. been interesting watching like, Oh, you know, you talk Draymond, you talk about your issues with skip and Stephen a and like how quickly that clout juice fills the veins. And all of a sudden you're the guy firing off these insane takes and kind of having to walk some stuff back. So yeah, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's just such an obvious thing. The other one was like the wind horse thing oh, of like God, where yeah. everyone's, making and i thought the way he delivered it was really nice that whole thing but i also thought like i don't know didn't am i the, like I, it was one of those things where it was more like embarrassing to me that like did y'all not know the jazz were gonna blow it up like haven't we been talking about that for two summers yeah. now like yeah. how is this news to you guys that yeah that, like what is he what did he call something that we all talked about nine months ago like so that that was my I took more issue with that if we're <laughs> you know so there you go. I I ran into Brian Windhorse a couple of times during uh the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Not the friendliest guy. I'm not going to lie. Really? No. Now <clears throat> a little nasty. like I and I even like said hello to him on the plane. I was asking mm. him like he was on the same flight back to Miami with Stephen A and we were all on the same flight and I said, "Oh, hey, he was not nice, not nice, not nice. When I asked him like kindly, when we were sitting in the media seats, I said, Oh, like are you, you're sitting back at your seat. Correct. Cause he was doing radio pregame and he, I, he just, 
Mm. It was nice. Well, that's too bad. I mean, people I forget. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's the guy who, like, he discovered. Literally... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. okay, bro, like, relax. I, you know, yeah, exactly. You're very, you're good at your job. You still get, you still are fifth <laughs> here to me for those news breaks because, you know, Shams Woj, for me, Haynes is the next guy, Mark Stein. Yeah. Uh, Shams came out of nowhere, man. Props yeah. to him. I have a good story. When I was at Yahoo, okay. I heard about so Shams and Woj were both at Yahoo. Which Yahoo. Woj apparently got like scooped from about LeBron on something. I can't remember what I can't remember if it was going to the Heat or what exactly it was, but uh, Woj scooped him when asked not to. Like they were like, "Hey, just hold this one," and he dumped it. And so LeBron like vowed to never do an interview with Yahoo again, and I believe he still has not. Uh, anyway, Woj leaves, and they're like, all right, well, we should probably keep Shams. And my understanding was they went to, to Shams and asked how much he wanted, and it was a lot of money. And they were like, all right, dude, we'll see you later. Like, we, we're not paying that. And the the idea, I think there's such value in those guys, and I think they're amazing. But if you're a company and you're looking at, like, the return on that information, as soon as they tweet it, everyone has it. And no yeah. one really remembers who broke what. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's tough. I gotta say, Woj costs Vegas a lot of money on draft night. Like for I first of all, I called that. I knew Paolo Benchero was gonna go first overall. Wow. Him, him calling. I don't I just I had a feeling. I just had a feeling. I was like, I saw him working out with Chris Brinkley, who's Jimmy Butler's uh, you know, shooting coach. And I was like, this kid is good. I I really just think I'm not buying into the Chet. Holmgren hype train. And I know that you have some thoughts on Chad Holmgren as well, but I, when Woj tweeted that out, that um, was a Jalen green was going to go Jabari Jabari uh, Smith. Okay. So when, when, when yeah. he said J so Jabari was going to go number one and yes. I, I was so like, this is going to be super boring. Cause we knew one, two, three. And then like an hour before it was like, Oh, maybe we don't fully know, but it just was weird that they like were, it seems so set in stone. I, they don't even they do that during in. the NBA dra the NFL drafts. Like, I don't think, I think I, working at the NFL network for so many years, I, I think, I don't think I've ever gone into the morning of the draft and have <clears throat> Ian or Adam Schefter at ESPN definitively say um, they are taking this guy. They would say, you know, on, on more or less terms, uh, the the assumption is that they are going to take, you know, like, no, no. I, I think that they make a blanketed assumption because, I, I mean, but Woj just flat out said, like, they are taking, um, you know, they are taking. I think it's, I think it's also hard because, like, it's such a finite number of prospects for the draft in general. Like, what, there's 60 guys that get picked. Yeah. But then on top of that, like, if you're a lottery pick or like fringe lottery, there's only really 20 guys. And so you can kind of quickly zero in on which 20 guys are going to go and where they're going to go. And then, you know, usually top five, top three. And I think the last few drafts, especially we've known exactly who's going top two. So the, the fun with this one was we knew there were three really good guys at the top. And then even beyond that, it wasn't that far of a step back for like Jade Nivey and um, Keegan, Keegan Murray. Murray. So it wasn't that big of a drop off, which normally it's like one, two plateau, one, two plateau. And it was just mm -hmm. didn't feel as bad this year. But you asked me my Chet thoughts. Do you want me to do that 
give those? Let's 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 do it. Chet Holmgren, uh, the Chet train. It's I, I mean probably one of the more probably more of one of the more polarizing stories of of all of summer league right now. It's like. Oh, comparing him to Dirk, he did the Dirk step back. And then it's like, you know, hey, body meets a paper thin tower. Yeah. Uh, he's going to he's going to collapse. I Probably one of the skinniest basketball players I've ever seen. He certainly yeah. has the talent, the power. Um, he's making a lot of people look at him in different ways and um, even has turned the tables. He jumped up a two dollar favorite. He's now huh. plus 325 to win rookie of the year after one day at Summer League. Are you on the Chet Holmgren train? <clears throat> oh, the um, city, they, got, they got a lot of size. Those young kids, I mean, like they, they have, they're they're making they're something big. interesting. It'll be it's uh, it remains to be seen if they can what they're gonna do with all of it because it's they're gonna be so bad or like kind of working their way back in you know they have shea and dort but then everything else is sort of you've josh giddy but I, I still need more from him than than what we've seen but as far as chet goes um i think this is the best possible landing place because mm -hmm. you know they're going to give him kind of kid gloves and he doesn't need to be a superstar and they're they know how to let him fill out and they're not going to rush him to play 45 minutes and not you know what i mean like yeah he it's a great development spot that being said, Oklahoma City has not exactly been leagues. It's not exactly been a great place for developing bigs. I mean, Hashim Thabit didn't go well. Cole Aldridge didn't go well. Um, so you think I would assume they've learned that was obviously a while ago. I think Chet is very good. I think people need to relax with the comps to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant, even though he was similar looking, was leagues more athletic and jumpy than. Chet is it's that shit with Kenny Lofton the other night where he got bulldozed under the hoop a bunch of times. Like that's going to happen when Chet has to go play actual league guys, because like summer league, the guy that's playing the five, the four, the majority aren't that big or that strong, but you go play in the NBA. The three is strong, going to be stronger than him. The four is certainly and the five is certainly it's just going to be interesting. So I, I think he'll be a, a good player. I just, it, I never do the summer league thing where we're like this guy. That's why when they're doing like, he's doing the dark, it was like, just let him, let him develop, let him develop. I want to see what this could be. I remain hopeful. Everything that everything in me says go the other way though, because Gonzaga guys are usually kind of bad in the league. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I believe in him. It just, it's like, let him develop. All right, yeah. like because I remember everyone was like Trey Young sucks. The Hawks got fleeced. Now they did get fleeced because Luke is the better player. But like, come on, Trey's amazing, and we yeah. tried to be like this guy sucks. He's a bust after one summer league game. What is so. one one? What is one young team that is gonna surprise you? I mean, I'm I've got a couple of them. Um, I really like what the Pistons are doing. Well, that's probably I what like, I was yeah, say. Sadiq Bay, um, Jaden Ivy. What an amazing emotional story. His grandfather played for the Lions. He's pictures of his mom holding him when she played for the Detroit Shock or the WNBA mm. team up there. Um, they're a promising team. I think if, um, obviously, if, if Durant 
ever made it up to Portland, I think that they would be a very interesting team. Mm. I know that they're not young, but I think um, the rebuild, I mean, I, I'm just such a Dame Lillard fan. What, the, the biggest question to me is Popovich, and I, I really loved his young roster, and then they just traded um, Juwante Murray away. So yeah. um, is 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 that still a program to be watched? I, you know, I mean, I feel like I feel like Pop's going to give it his all, and then Becky Hammond's going to come back and and coach the Spurs because that would be only right. Uh, um, <clears throat> as far as the young teams go, I mean, to your point with the Jonathan Murray thing, I think the Hawks are super intriguing. I think. Yeah. That's probably the best player Trey Young's ever had on his team. I like, and I like John Collins, but like, let's be honest, it's, you know, that's an insane step up. And they didn't give up very much to get him, which was what was fucking crazy about it. Kevin Herter, pride of University of Maryland, man. He's really good. He was playing the heat. I was like, who is this kid? Where did he go to school? And they're like, Maryland. Maryland. I was like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's. just miss, just miss that. Proud He's nice. Alumni it, well, here, swipe, <clears throat> swipe. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I like that Hawks team. I obviously like the Pistons. I think Cade is like going to be an all-world oh, player. So good. And I think if they can figure out some way, I mean, they were one of the teams heavily rumored with the Aiton deal, but I don't know what. I just don't think Phoenix is going to get anything back. And like, yeah. they really, compl- I mean. They completely fucked up their leverage and the way that that deal is going to be set up. And I think it sucks for DeAndre Aiden because he's getting like low balled in general. So because that they 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 signed Booker to the max. Is that why it's bad? I, I, I don't think I don't think De, I don't think DeAndre Aiden is a bad guy or a like toxic locker room guy. But I do think there is something wrong there where he's either done something to rub someone the wrong way there or they they know his ceiling and they don't want to give him that offer um i i don't think i think he's a very talented big man but i think that the big men that are fielding the offer that he hopes to get are able to shoot threes they're better passers than him they're even better help side defenders than him so i think for deandre ayton it's just tough because it's like yeah, in nineteen in the nineties or early two thousands, he should get as much money as he wants. But we, the league doesn't covet that kind of big man like that anymore. Yeah, true. Um, what about your Lakers? I know that you love their uh, their their haul, their young haul and free agency, but um, another was, year, another yeah. year of, <clears throat> of Westbrook. First of all, I will never say Westbrook. Those words will not come out of my mouth. Yeah, I good. have more I respect that. for a for a future Hall of Famer. I just feel bad. Like, you know, like no one really deserves that. You go through these stages in your career where you're going to have good seasons. You're going to have bad seasons. I mean, I'm not saying that Kyle Lowry had a bad season, but I mean, we know that everything he went through off the field, there's a reason that he wasn't in shape. He wasn't in basketball shape because he was spending time away with his family. So mm. um, when, when, when Russell Westbrook like went up and he was responding to all those things and he's just looking at reporters, he's like, he's like, yo, I have kids. And like my kids come up to me and they're like, Daddy, they called me Westbrick at school. Like, oh, that yeah, hurt. Crazy. You know, yeah. like I just I felt bad mm. for the guy. I don't think yeah. he's worth 46 million dollars, but 
Hey, that's the uh, that's the going rate for basketball players these days, you know? Yeah. I, so do I think they've gotten see, it's funny. You look at like the Lakers roster from last year and this year, and it's like I'm more excited about the young like length they've added. I think Cole Sw- or uh, what's his name? Swider. They, they, he's on their summer league team. He's sick. Yeah. And just nails threes. So I'm like, if that kid can be anything in the league, great. Yeah. Uh, I like um, I like the draft pick they made. I think Max Christie will be interesting. I don't expect him to be some like all world player. You know, you just you hold the expectations to be as true as you can. I'm one of the Laker people that think they still need to. I still need to see. Anthony Davis with Russell Westbrook and LeBron in a more consistent basis. I also thought uh, Thomas Bryant, that signing Mm -hmm. sneaky good because the reality with Anthony Davis is that he doesn't want to do the dirty work of a big uh, inside and Mm -hmm. like to, to protect him, you shouldn't make him do it. So if you've got a healthier, certainly younger big that you can throw in at the five and help out with defending and rebounding, take some of that off of Anthony Davis. That's huge. And they were able to get that because DeAndre Jordan washed Dwight Howard washed uh, Andre Drummond washed. So they found a five. That's interesting. I don't have, I don't, I think one Toscano Anderson's cool, but you know, I'm not going to get much from him. Yeah. I'd love for them to get Kyrie in this trade. Um, I think it's got to happen. I, if- but I, who knows? Because it's like Kyrie also doesn't always play a lot. And so it's like, do you, you know, the 15 games that he finally plays, like how exciting that'll be. And then everything else, it's like, okay, you know, like we're back in the same spot again because LeBron can't play 82 games next year. Well, I just think that he's the only person that can kick him in the nuts and be like, mm. wake up. The world is round. You are yeah. wrong get your ass in the basketball court and start to focus. I don't, it's like, there's so many points when I hear what a pompous jerk he is and just goes off on these rants talking in the third person. uh, You know, the, the, just the, the cockiness and the egotism. Mm. It's just like, when does that take over for your love of basketball? And I almost wonder, I mean, like there might be a couple guys in the league that I, I, I kind of question, whether or not the, you know, the, the media part, the social media aspect of, you know, the, the spotlight has overtaken their true love for basketball. But I mean, like he's a number one example to me. And I know that the COVID restrictions in New York city and listen, I'm not, I, you want to get the vaccine. You don't want to get the vaccine. That's fine with me. I'm, I'm over that. I, everyone's Mm going to get COVID it's we're you know, we're going to be living with this shit for a long time, but at the same time, like, I, he used to, I heard stories about him walking into Brad Stevens office with the Celtics, with his uh, trainer and being like, hi. Um, So these are the practices that Kyrie will be at. And he's going to be missing X, Y, Z, X, A, B, C, D, E. And and they would go through and pick out the days, like multiple days. Kyrie will not be at practice holding his own practice after practice. Like, because he wants to run certain plays. Like, I don't, someone's got to wake his ass up. And I really just only think the person that can manhandle him 
you know, it's, it's, it's LeBron James. And I, other than that, maybe doc rivers, but I think that a lot of people have deemed doc rivers, um, kind of ineffective mm. <laughs> in his management of players at this late in his career. Yeah. Like, I think Kyrie is just an odd guy. You know, he does what he wants. And I, I think I'm cannot fucking stand. I can't. Stand I think, it, I think at some point he'll look back and have questions for himself. I mean, he's made a lot of money, so maybe he won't, but I think, from a, a winning perspective, maybe he will like have a little reckoning after he retires. But mm-hmm. I think LA is a good place for him where he can be as weird as he wants. And like, I think LeBron maybe managed him or like, you know, you win a championship in ISA three in the, in the unanimous MVP's eye There's there are, there are levels of praise that I will never get in my life that he got for hitting that shot. And sometimes it just changes a person and that's that. But I know that like when he was shooting the uncle drew movie and he got traded, he like ran around the set yelling, I'm free. I'm free. And so like, he's just an odd guy. And I, I would love to have him here. Cause I don't want to watch Russell Westbrook again. I, I, I just am like, I need a, point guard that can shoot threes somewhat competently and russ is just not quite that guy anymore and has never been that guy if we're being honest but um i still hold out hope with russ that it could work so we'll see yeah all right wrapping up the end of this show who's your favorite buckets guest that you've had on the pod iman shumper he came on he smoked weed like 9 a.m he was smoking a blunt outside before we did the show he told us these awesome stories about him and jr yelling like uh, yelling at Steph, trying Steph's trying to avoid Kyrie on that last play because he knows Kyrie's going to hit a shot in his eye. Yeah, and he's like avoiding him, and they're like, he don't, he doesn't want to go in the deep water, drown him, drown. And like, I just, it was awesome. So, uh, Iman Chumper for sure. Um, there's time speaking of speaking of smoking weed. Uh, when I take a break at Heat games, I'll go outside just to like catch some fresh air. It's my only time, and people yeah. will be like smoking blondes out on that patio yeah, and I'm like, I get really, really bad, like contact high. Like I'll take a whiff of weed and I'll just be like, Oh, my head is loopy. <laughs> so I, I go outside and I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Oh, I, I, I gotta, it. I gotta work. Like you're drinking and smoking. Come yeah. on. Man. Oh yeah. Come with on. Iman, we were like, it was so hard. Cause I, all I wanted to do was smoke. Oh, it, but like, we had our, yeah. our own podcast doing it would have ruined the show. Um, I mean, I hate to bring this up, but Brittany Griner, she uh, pled guilty in Russia. I think that that is the precursor for her to get a uh, prisoner swap. swap. Mm-hmm. Do you think that I I just, I, I have a bad feeling about this. Um, they they want to trade her for a Russian arms dealer. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. I, like, I think um, you just, you hope to bring her home. You hope that the, the ask isn't for an arms dealer, but at the same time, I, it's like. Yeah. You know, probably, it's, you know, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, in or out, optical illusions. Have you seen these optical illusions popping up on your on your Twitter timeline? Like fifth Mm-mm. grade? I, I see these. Do you remember like we had those books that like you'd stare at really? Oh, yeah. You'd move back and you'd be like, what's the? That I, those I do what, remember what, for what, sure. What symbol that pops? Are, are you in or are you out? I keep seeing these like fifth grade optical illusions like, multiple of them like popping up on my timeline are those are those in again i say they're out 
I feel like they're coming back around just because like TikTok and things like that, where people like doing sort of tricks and things like that. <sighs> nah, out, out. Um, <laughs> um, are you in or out in the new Thor movie? Apparently Thor love and thunder is terrible. It got terrible reviews. Oh, I'm going to see it no matter what. Didn't matter. Okay. I love Taika Waititi who directed it. I love uh, <laughs> Thor in general. So I'm, I'm always in. <laughs> Um, if you could pick an NBA or an NFL player to play tennis, uh, like who would you get? I, I just say in general, that's like, if, if you picked a traditionally trained NFL NBA player, it would be Rafa Nadal, but, um, who would be the best oh. player in Wimbledon? Oh, so if I'm taking an NBA player to Wimbledon? Yeah. You're taking an NBA, like a classically trained NFL NBA player who would be the best tennis player who could, who could win Wimbledon? I mean, grass courts is different than clay. And, and <clears> I'm going, court. I'm probably going Steph just from a coordination standpoint. Okay. I don't I, think he has the endurance to go like, like they go four and a half hours. Those yeah. five minutes in a major. I'm trying to think of like left to right, like laterally who has that foot speed. That's really fucking crazy. But probably Steph, Steph would probably be mine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Are you in or out on, um, Eli Musk casually tweeting this morning that he slyly fathered uh, twins. He has 10 kids now uh, talking about um, how doing his part to populate the earth, but there are still uh, no humans on <clears throat> Mars. Um, so in or out on his, on his parenting approach, he, he uh, says that he, he traditionally does not have anything to do with children when they are younger. He said, when they get older, then, then we can talk about having a relationship in or out. Mm. Out in general, he's just such a weird guy. I mean, he's, he's like, if he's financially supporting them and that's what he all he thinks he needs to do, I guess that's on him. But uh, I'll say this Hassan Piker has a great quote tweet of it, so go look that up. I can't say it on air, okay? All right, um, go. and finally, what is your uh, what is your what's your kick ass Zach 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 uh, bet for MLB bet? I, yeah, I, I need an MLB bet. I <laughs> one listen, of fade the, fade the Red Sox. Yankees first five, Yankees team total over, mm. Yankees money line. Boom. No, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm going to three. I'm a simple man. Okay. I love to do a like one or two day just aces parlay. I will go through. We're Ooh. going whoever has the better pitching to pitcher, like the starter that day. And it's usually got to be someone that's going at least five and a half innings. But I just go aces. All right. Ace, ace, ace. Great. There's my three. Because I used to do it with like, I never, I hated betting the Mariners, but I, I always bet Felix Hernandez when he was there and was still an ace. He was so good. Yeah, he was a, he was so fucking good. But that's my like fun bet of the summer because I don't follow baseball well enough to bet it intelligently. But I do like if there if there's a day and there's like multiple, you know, gas pitchers throwing, I'm just building a card with those guys. Parlay them. Okay. Let's do some okay. That, that makes sense. I mean, well, first of all, baseball is one of the more volatile sports to bet on, period. And yeah. once you get to this part of the season, you got like like $2 favorites. It's like minus 240. So you're not getting any value betting on these blowout. Like, we're at blowout part of the mm. season. Right? We haven't even hit the all. That and the thing that's upsetting to me is I'm like, I'm really good at betting soccer and no World oh, Cup. Right okay. Now, so. You bring me back when the World Cup comes around. We'll, we'll I, what about MLS? Are you are you good with MLS? Can I bring you on for like an MLS bit? 
less MLS. I do, you know, Premier League, Champions League, okay. uh, nails, everything okay. else kind of, and World Cup. But never, the, those who specifically, I was like on like a, I was hitting like 85% of Champions League and Premier League bets. All right, all right. We need to get you on Better Edge. It is a, uh, a no-fee sports betting platform. So it's like if I bet you 20 bucks. Nice. That exchange would go instantly. There's no VIG, no fee. They are a proud sponsor of this podcast. It's legal in 45 states, including California. So right we'll get you on some soccer bets. Zach, oh, yeah. uh, two Jews, one pod. This two was Jews, great. One pod. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Thank you yeah. so much. All right. All right. You be good now. Me.